I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, it is an amazing day today, and it's going to be an amazing week this week because it is the Equip Expo week. I am super excited, guys. We are getting pumped here at the Sutter household to hit the road tomorrow morning. I have a doctor's appointment before we hit the road, though, because I had COVID a couple weeks ago, like you guys know, and I got over the head cold now. I'm not nearly as stuffy as I was. Unfortunately, I now have a ringing in my left ear. It's basically like, you know, when an old person turns their hearing aid up too loud, that's what it's like. It's like this super high pitch, like, so it's pretty annoying, but when it's, when there's lots of noises around, I don't necessarily notice it because it's pretty quiet. The problem is, is that that high pitch in my ear mixed with lots of noises around me, a lot of other noise like there will be at the Equip Expo with people talking and conversating and things like that, it really starts to hurt my head and my ear. And so I want to get it checked out. That is going to be kind of miserable at the Expo because I am on an antibiotic right now, hopefully to help clear that up. But I also made an appointment with my actual regular doctor, and so he's going to take a look at it. Maybe he'll prescribe something else. I know that I talked to a doctor, a family physician that that I go to church with, and he said that he had something similar, and his doctor, his personal doctor, prescribed a steroid because what it was was that it was a, a nerve that was screaming in his ear. And so it could be that it could just be uh, an ear infection coming on residual from having a head cold for two weeks. I don't know, but that's what's happening tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's Tuesday. I'm recording this on Monday so that it'll come out tomorrow morning on Tuesday. Hopefully I can catch a bunch of you guys while you're traveling to the expo. Maybe you guys can catch this episode and listen to it while you're on your way to the expo. That would be awesome. That's what I'm hoping for. But guys, today I want to talk a little bit about leaf removal or doing leaves and how I do them, different ways that you could do them and still be productive and still make money without having I mean, the way I do it, I don't have a leaf loader. I don't use, I mean, I have a bagger, but I don't use it all that much. So I want to jump into that. Uh, But guys, I want to remind you, first of all, that the badges for the Equip Expo are not set in the mail this year. You have to electronically get them at the Expo. You print them at the Expo. So that means you're going to have to visit the Expo Center by the between the time you, you arrive in Louisville, Lou, Louisville, I, I, I can't say it, Louisville, 
That's how we Michiganders say it. Uh, and print off your badges. So there's a bunch of kiosks at the expo. I just wanted to throw this out there. I'm not connected with the expo at all, but I just wanted to throw that reminder out there in case anyone is questioning because I was questioning and I recently got an email about it. So I just wanted to throw that out there and let everyone know. All right, guys, let's jump into today's topic, which is leaf removal. So I, for a long time, have wanted to get a leaf loader set up. What I want to do is get a dump box for my truck, kind of like Brian's Lawn Maintenance has and has built up just like a cube on the back of his truck with a dump bed. Now, there's different ways I've thought about doing it, but that seems to be about the best way. The only drawback for me that I see there is that I would have to drill holes in the bed of the truck, and I don't like that. I don't want to drill any holes in the bed of the truck if I could help it. So I may end up shifting to a dump trailer if that's possible. However, a caveat to that is that where we currently live, we we have three quarters of an acre, which isn't bad. We're in town. We have a small house. We have a two-stall garage. One side of the garage is my lawn care equipment. And the other side, my wife parks in there in the winter. Otherwise, it's full of kid toys and stuff like that. But the problem is the garage doors are low. And so if I were to build a dump box on the truck with a dump bed, you know, I could not back the trailer into the garage all the way because the 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 box that I had built would back into the gutters on the garage because this is not the end that the gutters are on or that the doors are on. So if if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm making a little triangle with my hands. So it's the gable end. A lot of garages, the doors are on the gable end. Mine is not. Mine are on the the end, the side with the the rain gutter. So it's low. It's a low rain gutter. And then the garage doors are below that. And so there's no good way for me to have a box on the truck and back my trailer into the garage because I keep my equipment on my open trailer. The reason... I do this and I'm thinking that way right now is because I am not allowed to park anything in the yard here in town. So, I mean, I could park it in the backyard. However, we have a lot of low areas in our backyard. So in the wintertime, in the springtime, it tends to flood with the melting and the rain and things like that in the spring. So it would be very difficult if I parked a trailer back there to get it out in the spring when I needed it again to do those spring cleanups with a leaf loader or something like that. So I have to work with what I have right now. And so right now, the leaf loader setup and the dump box thing is out of the question. I can't do that. So I I have to think practically about what I can do to do leaves, to do leaf removal, and still make money at it with the current setup that I have. So what I went to is I bought a Ballard Catch Pro or just a Catch Pro. I'd rather just call it what it is, a Catch Pro. It's made by a guy in Australia. 
but they're they're pretty good i will say i haven't used any others than the catch pro but it's pretty easy to use it it's dummy proof really so uh, i have that set up right now for my toro multi-force and so what i do is i put gator blades on the multi-force so i mulch up the leaves and then if the customer this is an if because i give options a lot of my customers just want the leaves mulched into the yard and they know the risks of that. I explain that to them, that if you have a lot of leaves, mulching the leaves into the yard can kill the grass. A lot of my customers insist that the leaves just get mulched into the grass. So that's what we do. Now I do charge a little bit more to bag it up because in my area, we have to use those brown paper bags that you pack yard waste into so i mean i could technically dump it in the back of my truck and pay a dump fee to dump it but the city that i live in will pick the brown bags up for free or really you pay for it in your taxes but that's just the way we do it so most of the time i am putting leaves if i bag them into brown paper bags all right you know the big yard waste bags so the Ballard Catch Pro, it, it works okay for that. You do, there is spillage, you get some on the ground, but I did buy and I do buy those green foldable yard bag chutes. They're like, the last time I bought one was, they were like $5.99. So not bad for what it is. It, it, they last me about two years usually if I'm gentle with them. So it depends. So what I'll do is I'll take the Toro Multiforce, I will go over the yard, mulch up the leaves as much as I can. So this process is time consuming, you guys, it is. And that's why I wanted to go to a leaf loader setup. Unfortunately, I just can't do that right now, as I explained. And so what I do is I get to the yard, I blow all the edges, I blow all the edges, blow the leaves out into the yard, and then I mulch up the leaves as fine as I can get them. And then I take that Ballard Catch Pro and I stick it on the grandstand or the multi-force and I go over again. And I go, depending on how many leaves, I might have to go over it several times to suck up as much as I can. Now, granted, the suction isn't that great because you have uh, gator blades on instead of high lift blades. High lift blades would suck that stuff up out of the grass and catch it better. But I'm not going to switch blades in the middle of a yard. And I do want, and the customer wants, some of those leaves to stay on the lawn to kind of work into the ground and build the soil. So this is kind of how I do my leaf cleanups right now. And the way I do it is because some lawns take longer than others, typically I, I've made up a chart for my clients and it's got a list of all the prices that are ballpark of what I charge people. And then on the other side, on another column, it says leaf mulching. And it's basically a tad bit more than the lawn mowing itself. So it's basically a little bit more than double the price for lawn mowing. So you combine those two together and that's the price for leaf mulching. Now there's a catch. I don't wait till all the leaves are down. 
if Lee, like right now, leaves are falling here in Michigan right now. And so if I go out and I have to mulch leaves, if I have to go over the lawn more than once, they're getting a leaf mulching charge. And when I estimate the leaf cleanup, I estimate about $300 to $400 for a leaf cleanup. But it's spread out through several different cleanups. So yes, it is more time consuming. However, when you're mulching leaves, it is better to keep up with them than to let them all come down at once and mulch them all at once. So that's what I do. It takes less time to do it on a week by week basis. And so that's where I make my money because you're cleaning up the leaves that are there and you can mulch those first couple of weeks in the lawn without having to bag them. But once the majority of the leaves come down, then you are having to remove some of those leaves if there's excess. So that's kind of how I do my leaf removals. It's, it's not really removing them. It's mulching them into the grass. And I know a lot of you guys do that. A lot of us mulch the leaves into the grass. Now, I don't have a ton of really pristine yards where people love their yard. They're, those are becoming fewer and farther between because of fertilizer prices being so high, especially this year. I've had clients who did fertilize. Now they stopped fertilizing this year or treating their yard because it's just so expensive to get that done. And they just don't have that disposable income anymore with the high prices on fertilizer. Plus the fertilizer companies are charging more to do it. So, you know, some people have had to really cut back on that and that's okay. I mean, I rose, I raised my prices 10% this year. If the fertilizing company, we, we all know that fertilizers up 200 to 300%. Plus they raise their labor prices at least 10%. So everything is much more expensive for the client. So this actually saves them some money over the long run and it's spread out a little bit. So customers, my clients anyway, really like this. And I, I'm just to go into it a little bit, I created a 12 month contract for any one of my clients that would like that. Now this contract is binding. So it's a 12 month contract. Now, granted, if you want out of the 12 month contract early, there's no problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. If you're not happy with my service, if you sell your house, whatever, that's fine. What I do is I just go, I look at the, um, the number of services that I've done and all the services that I've provided. And I calculate that out to what they owe me, uh, when they're, they are trying to get out of the contract. And so they just pay that out when they need to leave. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I think that is probably the best way to do it. But otherwise, that contract is binding. And if I wanted, if I wanted to be a jerk about it, I could make it binding and they'd have to pay monthly that price. But I don't want to be a jerk. That's not me. Uh, I want them to be happy. I want to serve my clients. And so that's the best way that I've found to serve them. And a lot of people that are on fixed incomes who might not necessarily be able to afford to fertilize their lawn 
or they might not be able to afford that high monthly payment for just that summer portion to have their lawn mowed because they're older, they're, they have physical ailments, they can't do it themselves. Spreading those services out over 12 months helps them to be able to afford it. And with that, I throw in, you know, you can combine snow removal, you can do leaf removal, shrub trimming, all the services that need to happen within that 12-month period can be added to the 12-month contract, and then it's just all added up, it's divided by 12, and that is your monthly payment. And it works really well. Now, I don't have a contract for you to do because while I, I made up my own contract, I used some language from someone else's contracts uh, for the terms and conditions. And so I, I talked to the, the person that created these contracts and he did not want me to, you know, put those up for sale or whatever. And I completely understand that. It's not, I didn't pay for the, the lawyers to put that together. So I completely understand that. And I, I'm absolutely okay with that. Unfortunately, I can't give that to you or put, make that available. So that it just is what it is. So you can make up your own 12 month contract and build it however you want it. It took me about two years to really hone in my 12 month contract to get it where I want it to be and look how I want it to look. But you can do the same thing. It's not that difficult. You just do it in word and then it just takes sitting down, thinking about all the services you provide, building out that contract, how you want it to look, making it look very presentable for the client so it's not confusing. And then you have to get some terms and conditions in there for your 12-month contract and what you will and will not allow. So it is what it is. I think it works really well for me, and I know my clients appreciate it. So that's what I do for charging for leaf removal and it, it works. And I know that there are others that don't like to do that. They want to charge, you know, leaf removal is leaf removal. Lawn mowing is lawn mowing. Weeding is weeding. You know, they want to keep everything separate. And I get that, but I want to serve my clients the absolute best that I can. And so with that, to serve my clients the best that I can, this 12 month contract has been a game changer for my business. And not only that, it provides year round revenue. And so, yes, I don't get as much money in the summer because that payment is lower because it's spread out over 12 months, but I get year round income that way. And that really works out good. So that's how I do my leaf removal, guys. I mulch them up. Then if the client requests it, or if I think there's too many leaves, I will go over it with the Catch Pro and I will bag them up, put them in the brown bags and leave them at the side of the road for the city to take. Now, sometimes because my family and I, we have a garden, we do a, a lot of gardening and things like that. We have chickens. Uh, so sometimes I will bring some of those bags of leaves home and dump them on our compost pile or dump them on the garden in the wintertime to kind of create that, that top to work those in to the soil for the next year and that, and build the, our own soil 
because, I mean, they're just going to go to a dump and become compost anyway there. So why not take it home and make my own compost? So that's what I do with some of the leaves, but I can't do that with all of them. So guys, that's how I do my leaf leaf cleanups. It's simple. It is time consuming though. And you do run the risk of tearing up lawns a little bit more because you're having to go over the lawn so many more times. And so that's something that I have found with mulching leaves is that you do tend to tear up the turf a little bit more. And so that's something to think about if you're going to mulch leaves. you got to be careful not to stay in the same lines or you know, turn on a dime, drag a wheel, whatever. You've got to be careful. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Hopefully you are having a very safe trip to the GIE Expo or the Equip Expo rather. And I really hope that I can see you there. If you would like to meet me, I will be around the Expo all three days. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, as long as the Expo's open, I will be there somewhere and I would love to meet you. Come say hello. If you see me, don't be shy. I would love to give you a sticker, a couple stickers. Actually, I have an old classic sticker that I had and I've got my new logo. So come and see me. I'd love to hand you a couple stickers. Nothing required to get the sticker. Just say hello. I would love to give you a sticker if you like stickers. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening, and I will see you at the Equip Expo. Woohoo!